0: Hi, it's Mark Wasserman. Welcome to Ska Boom Stories, which is the audio companion to my new book, Ska Boom, an American Scott and Reggae Oral History, which is available for pre sale through DeWolf Publishing House. Now that Ska Boom is in production with a launch date of July 4th, I'm sharing a behind the scenes look at what readers can expect from the book. In 400 plus pages across 19 chapters, I've attempted to knit together The origin stories of groups of passionate musical pioneers who created a uniquely American version of ska and reggae. In this episode, I highlight the Uptones, a nine-piece band from Berkeley, California, who were at their height between 1982 and 1986. Sadly, they have escaped the attention of American ska fans, but deserve credit for popularizing ska in Northern California. any city in the U.S. was ripe for the message of Two-Tone, it was Berkeley. The city was steeped in a progressive vibe and the members of the band came of age in the 70s when the city was on the front line of anti-Vietnam War protests. Berkeley was also fairly moderate income-wise and unlike most cities in the U.S. in the 70s, was racially mixed. The Berkeley public schools were notable for being one of the first to start a robust jazz education program in the elementary schools in the 70s that encouraged kids to participate and learn an instrument. It was similar to the idea of feeder systems you see in professional sports. The idea being that if you started kids at a young age, by the time they got to high school, they would be pretty advanced musically. In fact, a significant number of notable American jazz musicians are from Berkeley. Nearly all of the nine Berkeley High School students who came together during the fall of 1981 had been playing jazz or classical music since they were kids. However, after seeing an English beach show in San Francisco and attending showings of Dance Craze and Quadrophenia at local movie theaters, they fell under the sway of early 80s music, particularly two tone, the jam, and early punk rock. After playing their first public show as a band in front of nearly a thousand students outside Berkeley High School on the last day of school in June of 1982, their draw among teens in Berkeley and San Francisco soon grew so intense that local clubs decided to begin hosting all ages shows as a way to capitalize on the band's popularity among the under 21 crowd. Within a few months, they were playing clubs across the Bay Area which coincided with their first two recorded tracks, Get Out of My Way and Out to Sea, getting radio airplay on both college and commercial stations, which was unprecedented for an unsigned band. Have a listen to their most well-known song, Get Out of My Way.
1: Trouble, but get out of my way, get out of my way. I'm trying to dance here, I'm moving the double. So get out of my way, get out of my way. I don't want your guns, and I don't want your rat race. I don't see any fun in filling up your office space. Hey, I say as much to see what makes you so cool. get out of my hair get out of my way get out of my way i'll sing what i'll sing and i'll wear what i wear so get out of my way get out of my way i tried to love all all mankind i tried to do what's right but i can't do anything with you standing in my life oh you've got a leather jacket. all you need is a badge oh get out of my way get out of my I came in to dance So get out of my way Get out of my way Go to the back if you want In summer's pants Get out of my way Get out of my way
0: Looking to build on the popularity of their initial track, the band recorded and released the anti-war track, Out to Sea, which was more sophisticated musically and incorporated elements of mod and rock sounds. Have a listen to Out to Sea.
1: Day bombings, Boston, Beirut, butchers dressed in camouflage, it sounds healthy.
0: Out to see also garnered regular radio airplay and caught the ear of Joe Strummer, who name-checked them during an interview on KALX in 1984 ahead of a Clash show that night in San Francisco. Hear what Joe had to say about the uptones.
2: KALX in Berkeley, sitting here with Joe Strummer on Bikini Babs. While well, we had some music on, Joe, a caller called up and asked if uh, you thought that there was any other good music being done that, you know, was meaningful beside the Clash. Uptones. The uptones, really? Mm. How come? You see, now, when we... In 77, right, we thought we were going to change everything. hmm uh-huh. Idealistically, naively, we thought we could, right? But it it didn't seem it was being done with any intelligence. I mean, a lot of groups jumped on that sort of a bandwagon and just shouted anything out. Obvious things, and it never really made you... That never really, it was too, too crude. I don't know. It wasn't the communication properly somehow. And I just heard this up regular last night that I thought I could hear that five times in a row uh-huh. and still get something out of it. Had you heard them in England? No, no. In England, boy, we don't hear anything in England. So you, Certainly not from here. So you think it's their message and their lyrics? Uh, yeah, it's a bit of intelligence. Uh-huh. You know, it, it gives you something to feed on. Well, what about the whole punk movement? Is that dead? Yeah, the, you know, what we got? We got Susie and the Banshees doing uh, hippie beetle numbers and wearing caftans and appearing with dry ice, you know. Too much And style. Coming on to Led Zeppelin's introduction, uh, Stravinsky music, and, you know, Rotten's got himself a holiday in bar band and he's... I don't know. I heard he lived in L.A. now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, where where did old English pop stars go in the 70s, you know? Yeah. They went to L.A.
0: Imagine being in high school and hearing Joe Strummer name-check your band on the radio. Kind of mind-blowing. The band soon caught the attention of legendary rock promoter Bill Graham, who took a shine to them, and due to their consistent live draw, they were selling out most of the shows they were playing. They were soon opening for headlining acts of the 80s like The English Beat, Madness, Oingo Boingo, The Go-Go's, and Billy Idol, and later toured with UB-40. The band was so popular that they appeared in the 1985 Rolling Stone Bands to Watch issue, which I remember seeing and being excited that an American ska band was getting national media attention. The band's bassist, Ben Eastwood, shared what it was like to take the photo and to be featured in the preeminent music magazine of its time you were also in rolling stone magazine bands to watch what what was that like
3: uh what was that like you know the only thing that we really did for that was the photo shoot um the folks at rolling stone wanted a, a special picture you know they didn't want to have our regular promo shot they wanted a special shot done and i remember going to the studio uh it was a female photographer, Michelle, something, I think, but, um, she's credited on the page. If you, if you look it up, uh, in that copy of Rolling Stone, which I actually have around her here somewhere, obviously, because when you're in Rolling Stone, you saw oh, right. the <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that years from now I can say to people I was in Rolling Stone, they go, it was bullshit. No way. Right. And I'm like, there he is. Sting on the cover. Right. And, uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, and, and pretty soon people are going to be like, what, what's rolling stone? Rolling stone, so, Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, well, never mind. Um, but, uh, but we went to the studio and they had that crazy setup with the nine, it was, there was nine people in the band. So it made perfect sense. Set up a tic-tac-toe board and put the boys in it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and that's what we did. It was actually a pretty good picture. We all, uh, you know. It was the first time I think, I think it might've been the first time we ever did makeup for a photo shoot. And some, some of us look a little more made up than others. And, um, uh, you know, I think Eric looks like he's about 12 and, uh, uh, it's, it's, it was an interesting, it was an interesting time. I mean, I think I was when my parents started to take it seriously because they had gotten us. I remember when I was younger, my parents had gotten us, you know, they were like, oh, we're going to be the cool parents. We're going to get our kids a subscription to Rolling Stone. So Rolling Stone was coming into the house when I was um, 13, 14, somewhere there. So they had no, you know, they knew what Rolling Stone was. My mom worked at the university and with graduate students and stuff. So she had her finger on the pulse of the Grateful Dead Society. But um, so that was, that was, it was kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, and we were the not Not only were we like the, the, the one of the bands to watch. We were the, the first one. You know, it was like they said, here's the bands to watch. And then there was our picture right there on that first page.
0: Soon after, the band, which was dealing with the loss of their original lead singer, Eric Rader, regrouped and recorded one last EP. And they had one more local radio hit with the song Burning Sky. But by 1987, the band had officially called it quits. However, they did reform briefly to perform at the International Ska Festival at the Berkeley Greek Theater on Earth Day in 1990. The show is notable for being the turning point for the passing of the torch from American ska bands like the Uptones and Donkey Show to newer bands like Let's Go Bowling and Gangster Fun. As it turns out, Tim Armstrong, who also grew up in Berkeley and would later go on to form Basic Radio, who opened for the Uptones. Operation Ivy, Dancehall Crashers, and later Rancid, was such a fan of the uptones that Rancid covered Get Out of My Way on their debut album, providing further evidence that the roots of American ska are based in the 80s and not the mid-90s. Check out the Rancid version of the song.
1: Get out of my head, get out of my way, get out of my way I sing what I sing, I wear what I wear Get out of my way, get out of my way I try to love mankind, try to do what's good. But get out of my way, get out of my way I'm trying to dance here, yeah, I'm moving the devil So get out of my way, get out of my way Who do you think you are? Do you think you some kind a of clap? Why did you come along?
0: Later, Armstrong would invite the Uptones keyboardist, Paul Jackson, to play Hammond organ on the And Out Come the Wolves album, and Jackson performed the organ solo on the radio and MTV hit, Time Bomb. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ska Boom Stories. The book is now available for presale through DeWolf Publishing at DeWolf.com. That's D-I-W-U-L-F.com. The first 500 presale orders will receive a free 80-minute CD mix called Ska American Style, courtesy of DJ Chuck Wren and Jump Up Records, which digs deep into the obscure world of privately pressed records proving that American ska roots were firmly planted during the 80s alternative music underground. Visit DeWolf.com to order. If you've listened and received some value from this episode, then please help support the podcast for as little as $3 per month on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash ska boom podcast for more information. Thanks for listening and take care.